This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. did you receive the salvation that I gave you? By faith. Exactly. You asked me. I filled you. We're done here. Wow. Really? No. And I realized I was expecting a physical experience. I was expecting something that I could like hang my hat on, you know, like I would start speaking in tongues. All these things would, would start happening. And the Lord showed me, yeah, you were focused on some physical, tangible experience, but I did what you asked me to do. When we believe in Jesus and accept Him as our personal Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit takes up residency inside us. Pastor Robert teaches us in today's message that just as we receive salvation through faith alone, we too receive the gift of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit through faith. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part four of today's message in the book of 1 John, chapter 2. Many years ago, I was at a conference, and I'll be honest, I had completely just neglected all of this for years. And I was at a conference up in Boca, one of the former assistant pastors from Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa was teaching this um, weekend conference on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he was speaking about the gift of tongues because the gift of tongue, at that point in the conference, because the gift of tongues is the one that usually freaks people out. You know, it's controversial and it's confusing and, and, you know, people are like, ah, that's just weird. I don't want, now wait a minute. The Bible says it came from God the Father. You calling it bad? Be careful. Who are you to call a gift from God bad? And I thought, ooh, he's right. Let me back up here. Let me be careful that I'm not making myself, putting myself in the place of a heretic by calling something evil that God calls good. God only gives good gifts, right? Can we all agree on that? God only gives good gifts. So if God gave some people the gift of tongues, who am I to say he shouldn't have done that? Who am I to say that's weird? Who am I to say that's a bad thing? I'm just a kid from Georgia. I don't know nothing. Right? Let me not call it bad if he calls it good. Let me acknowledge he only gives good gifts. What if he wants you to speak in tongues? Well, then that's exactly what you need. It's his best for you. And why would you not want that? Why are you afraid of it? Like it's going to bite you. Scorpion or a snake. No, 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 no. Listen, whatever, whatever your father has for you is good. 
Let me take it one step further. You need it. Whatever he has for you, you need it. And you don't need to be afraid of it. Now, the Bible is clear, I believe, that not all speak in tongues. It's not something, and I'm not suggesting that everybody's going to be speaking in tongues. What I'm saying is that we need to be careful that we're in agreement with Scripture. And nowhere in the Bible does it say he changed his mind about any of these things. He has good gifts for you. He has good gifts for you. And you should want everything that he has. How do I get it? Well, like Jesus said, you you ask and you keep asking. Because everybody who asks receives. But I did ask. Well, keep asking. Don't stop. Keep asking. Keep asking. That's what the passage says. Ask. The the tense, there's a continual tense. Ask and keep asking. Don't give up. Don't just adopt the attitude, you know, oh, it didn't work. When I first became a Christian, you know, I saw a contrast between the Christianity that I grew up in, which was religious, ritualistic. We went through the motions. Everybody did the same thing week after week. And my Aunt Linda, my mom's younger sister, she just changed one day. And, you know, she didn't live in the same town. She, we lived in Georgia, and they were living either in Columbia, South Carolina, or Knoxville, Tennessee. I can't remember which. But she would come home for a visit, and she came home different this one time. I was a teenager. She was just different. Now, understand, she was a housewife, living the middle class housewife thing, you know, kids, a husband. It wasn't like she was out partying and, you know, all of that, and all of a sudden she stopped. It wasn't, it wasn't that kind of radical change. It was a radical change, just not that kind of radical change. All of a sudden, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm interacting with a different person when she came home. All she wanted to talk about was the things of God. All she wanted to talk about was what the Lord was doing in her life and all these different things, and, and there was so much joy and there was so much excitement, and it didn't go away. Now, you know, you can't live in that honeymoon phase, right? The intensity diminishes a little bit, but the thing that I watched over the course of several years is that her love for God didn't change. Her, her love for the Lord did not diminish. And it got my attention. So when one night I had an encounter with the Lord Jesus that I've told you about before, the next day as I was praying about the whole thing, I was praying about a church. I needed a church. I didn't, I didn't have a church to go to. And I said, now, Father, I want a church where they got what she's got. I don't want one like the one, you know what I mean? It's like I don't want what, what I experienced growing up, that's, that's not what I want. I want a church where everybody loves you like she does. I want a church where it's like that. And I don't know how to find that kind of church, so please take me to, show me, you know, lead me to that kind of church. And he did. A messed up, confused church, all kind of doctrinal issues because there were people in it. Right? But they all loved Jesus. They were, for the most part, you see what I'm saying? They wanted to be full of the Holy Spirit. They wanted to be filled with His Spirit. But I, I would go home every night during that period of time and, you know, just on my face in the living room. I lived in a, a little singles apartment complex, actually. Only single, adult, you know, it was like party town. But I would go home every night, sit in the middle of my floor, open my Bible. And the first thing I did was ditch all of my other music 
because I realized I was, I was pouring garbage into my mind. I didn't want to pour garbage into my mind anymore. So I, I got rid of all of that. And I went to a store and just bought every contemporary Christian music thing I could find, and which wasn't much back then. But every night I would put on some contemporary Christian music, open my Bible, and just cry out to God, fill me with your spirit. I want everything you have. I don't want to miss anything. And I was agonizing over it, you know, like over, over a week went by. And one night I was there, and I was literally weeping. I was frustrated because nothing was happening. And as I, as I just crying out to God, I heard that little quiet, you know, thought, voice of the Holy Spirit in my thoughts. It's like, I did. I'm like, no, you didn't. Nothing happened. I'm, I need you to fill me. I see, I was expecting that like the guys I see in the Bible, I was going to immediately start speaking in tongues and prophesying, you know, like I'd float up off the floor, you know, with prophecy coming out of my mouth, speaking in tongues and nothing like that was happening. And the Lord said, how did you receive the salvation that I gave you? By faith. Exactly. You asked me, I filled you. We're done here. Wow. Really? No. And I realized I was expecting a physical experience. I was expecting something that I could like hang my hat on, you know, like I would start speaking in tongues. All these things would, would start happening. And the Lord showed me, yeah, you were focused on some physical, tangible experience, but I did what you asked me to do. Trust me. And I said, okay. I guess I'm full of the Holy Spirit now. Now, like we've already established, I realized it wasn't a one-shot deal. You know, I, I need to be continually being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what the Bible says. Be being filled with the Holy Spirit continually. But if you ask him, he will. You can trust him to do that. Because he wants you full, empowered by him as you go out into this world. He makes us light in this dark place. He makes us into salt, preservative life in this dead world. We can trust that he won't deny us, he won't let us down, that he will give us what we ask for when we're asking to be full of him. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry, to keep the main thing the main thing, Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30. Then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. Also, we encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, 
we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of 1 John. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of 1 John and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.